0: Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to live Mike here on KSL News Radio. In just a moment, we'll be speaking with Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill regarding some curfew violations where charges will not be filed. We'll get that explanation in just a moment. But I want to, uh, while I have you here, walk through some of these new numbers released just now by the Utah Department of Health. You heard Nick there uh, share the the numbers, the new high water mark, and I hate to phrase it that way, but it is a record. 676 new cases from yesterday, new positive cases for the coronavirus. In terms of hospitalization, there has been an increase of 31 since yesterday, leaving us with a total of 174 Utahns currently hospitalized, uh, suffering from the coronavirus. Now deaths, the unfortunate uh, addition to that total is 266 total, both males Uh, One between the ages of 65 and 84, a resident of a long-term care facility. The other, a male over 85, also a resident of a long-term care facility. Now, I mentioned that 676 number. That's a record for today. And along with the information we received from the State Department of Health, Dr. Angela Dunn uh, includes a statement. I want to read that to you in its entirety. It includes a very important plea, and I want to echo that plea here. From Dr. Angela Dunn, for the second time in a week, we are announcing our highest daily case count total. These cases affect all Utah residents. They have the potential to threaten our economy and our ability to ensure people can receive the care they need in our hospitals. Again, this is from the statement by Dr. Angela Dunn uh, after the release of the new figures on the coronavirus here in Utah. Uh, It continues, each one of these cases represents a household that will now be required to quarantine. This means parents will be unable to go to work and children will be unable to see their friends. Each one of these cases inches us closer to maxing out our hospital capacity. If this happens, some Utahns will need hospital care. Some Utahns who need hospital care may not be able to get it. And each one of these cases poses a clear and significant danger to somebody who falls into a high-risk category. Last paragraph here in the statement from Angela Dunn. We need large-scale behavior change on our part of all Utahns to reverse this trend. Everyone, whether it's required in your county or not, needs to be wearing a mask in order to help protect those around you. Everyone should be practicing physical distancing, staying home if they are sick, and washing their hands regularly. All right, so I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, we are going to get back into the the issue referenced there in Dr. Dunn's uh, statement. Everyone, whether it's required in your county or not, needs to be wearing a mask. That's the plea from the state epidemiologist. We're going to dig more into that in the next segment. But right now, I have uh, uh, left him waiting. Sim Gill joining us on the line now, uh, Salt Lake County District Attorney, uh, has made it known that he will not be pursuing charges against those issued uh, uh, violations for violating the curfew. Uh, And so he joins us now to explain that. Uh, Sir, how are you?
1: I'm fine, Lee. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, My pleasure. Tell us uh, what's going on and what you're doing or not doing right now.
1: Sure. Look, uh, it's actually quite apropos that we're uh, what you just said. We are in the middle of a pandemic. Our resources are uh, spread thin. Uh, There are other demands that are going on that are making structural demands on law enforcement, prosecutors, everybody else there. And so let me be clear, what we did is we said, look, the the curfew went out, it was sort of done in the middle of, uh, 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 announced in the middle, and uh, there were questions about notices, and we achieved the desired effect, which is it uh, uh, abated the problem. And so uh, there are people who are otherwise lawfully present who were not engaging in violent behavior Destructive behavior, and is their constitutional right to go out and protest. And all things being equal, we are going to still continue to aggressively prosecute anybody who harmed anybody, anybody who destroyed property. And it made just good public policy sense for us to say these low level, very low level curfew violations from people who otherwise did not engage in anything else that we're just not going to go ahead and prosecute. That does not mean that there will not be, if there's future issues. And we're going to look at them as a situation by situation, and we will uh, support the, the, those prosecutions where it's appropriate. But we made the policy call uh, taking all things in consideration in the time that we find ourselves that it made sense to, for us to just simply say the, the no harm, no fall in that sense. And that we will go ahead and focus on the more serious offense, offenses and we said to also uh, because we're trying to go through uh, uh, hundreds of videos we're trying to uh, trying to identify people we're trying to find people who are wearing masks. And we should be focusing on the damage that was done to that shop owner at Seven mm-hmm. Eleven. We should be focusing on the city creek or anybody who engaged in violent behavior. And that's really where we should be focusing our, our scarce resources.
0: What can you tell us as far as the latest in the investigation of the, the crimes that may have been committed at that Seven Eleven? As I was watching uh, from Chopper 5 footage, it was a remarkable sight to see. Uh, there were those... Uh, agitators who came and windows were broken and there was looting in and out. Uh, but then you saw uh, from that same group uh, some uh, leaders emerge, uh, putting a stop to the looting that was going on. Uh, it struck right. me as I, a, as an impressive I, and I, and sight.
1: Think, look, we're 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 having a very important conversation for our community. There are genuine concerns about. Uh, the use of force, uh, the criminal justice system, and ultimately a group of people who feel unheard, unseen, and unresponded to. And that message ha- is protected under our First Amendment. But there were also people who came there and took advantage of that situation and uh, away from that message, and they started to engage in violent behavior or, 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 or theft or different things. So I've, uh, as I've said to uh, law enforcement, to our folks, those individuals that were engaged in that, let's go ahead and uh, we will uh, aggressively prosecute. And those individuals who uh, assaulted people or people who uh, destroyed property, our office has filed uh, probably close to uh, 10 or 12 different cases of people who broke windows, people who were who engaged in graffiti up at the Capitol, people who flipped a police car over. Uh, and the, the, all of those are being aggressively prosecuted. Uh, but at the same time, uh, let's keep our focus on that. But at the same time, we don't have the resources. Uh, and the, the objective was achieved uh, uh, to uh, for those folks who were simply there, but uh, overstayed their uh, stay there when the curfew went into effect.
0: Well, we're speaking with Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill, uh, talking about some events that took place during the protests on May 30th, those who were asked to disperse or who had violated curfew will not be prosecuted by the district attorney's office. Is there any any concern on your part that by publicizing or broadcasting this decision that it may embolden some in the future? Should demonstrations flare up again like what we saw on the 30th?
1: Let me Let me be very clear. That is tied to that one moment and that one moment only. I think the mayor has that authority. I spoke with the mayor; she uh, she uh, uh, was supportive and agreed. I go. What was your objective? Your objective was to abate that issue. It did. And uh, and if there in the future, if there's any other issue, we will look at those uh, uh, case by case uh, individually. And uh, not, nobody should take away from this as a license in the future to engage in any uh, violent or tumultuous conduct or, or uh, aggressive behavior that uh, violates people's rights. So nothing here should be construed that way, and, uh, and we've uh, reserved that right to uh, prosecute uh, under the right circumstances. So that would be the wrong message to take from this.
0: Very good. We'll leave it at that. Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.
0: All right, a quick break. We're going to get some news. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about this issue of masks and the unfortunate response of uh, one official here in the state of Utah to Governor Herbert's decision to grant the authority to both Salt Lake and Summit counties to mandate the wearing of masks in certain public places. That's ahead on live mic. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.